This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Anyway, we're moving right on now because we're on the phone. I hope I've got David Bennett. Good morning. Morning, Brian. How are you going? Uh, not too badly, and uh, I see we're going to have our Aussie bubble is going to be wide open from today. A bit of risk with that, I suppose, but it's uh, going to relieve a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's great news, you know, like it's um, part of getting that tourism market going. Also, a lot of people that have family over there, uh, that'll be travelling either way. So, on, on all accounts, it's good news. Yeah. So we'll wait and see what happens. Planes will be coming in and out, but I see that we've closed India right out, and uh, when we see the scenes in India, one's not surprised, really. Yeah, and it's it's not a um, personal issue or anything like no, that. No, no. You know, you see countries like England have just closed off Brazil. Yep. Um, so that's what will happen. There'll be hotspots, and different countries will deal with things differently. Yep. So, um, you know, and we could we end up closing off Australia, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, if there's a break out there. So, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's just how it'll go. And, uh, you know, I think that when you had such a high percentage of people coming in that had it from there, you know, out of the managed isolation sure. um, numbers, that it really just was sensible to do that. So, um, yeah, that's just one of those things that can happen and will happen with um, how countries deal with COVID going forward. Yep. So it's still a very big thing, of course, around the world. We're very lucky to be uh, so uh, relieved of it, I guess. We took the right steps at the right time. Well, yeah, we did. Um, I think it was, you know, the, the steps that were taken were pretty much obvious. You know, yes. China showed you that about mm. a year and a half ago what to do. Um, and New Zealand and Australia followed that slightly yep. differently. Um, and, you know, we're, we're in the fortunate place of having... Um, everyone that comes here has to come on a plane. Yep. So basically you can say no to people, whereas uh, most other European and American countries don't have that opportunity. So, um, you know, location, geography, just having another month or so more than the rest of the world yep. uh, meant that we were in a, a much better position. And, um, you know, full credit to the Labor, they actually did do that. And um, they could have stuffed up, but they didn't. Um, and so that's actually a good thing. But... Um, you know, as Australia showed, um, yeah, this whole part of the world had an opportunity which nowhere else in the world had. Yeah, surely. Uh, on another tact, of course, we've got the uh, export uh, problem with livestock and uh, the possibility of that being stopped because of the uh, hardship on some of the animals. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, well, it effectively has been stopped, so the Minister's Good. been two years. Yep. Um, I saw the TV program last night where the interviewer tried to make out it was a Chinese problem <laughs> um, and I thought she was completely over fear. I think the minister handled it well. Yep. Um, effectively, this is a significant business operation and you know, to wind it down is, is much more likely than to have a straight cut-off. Uh, the only thing I would say is that just before the election, about a month before the election, this issue arose, and the government put a temporary freeze on it then yep. and um, said they would look at it and um, 
I think they didn't want to have the political argument of cutting the industry off then. Right. Uh, but their intention always was to cut it off, and I think they should have just been straight with farmers at that time mm-hmm. and said, well, look, there's a year or two-year phase-out or whatever they wanted to do. And um, But what they did is they, they said, oh, no, we'll just watch it and see what happens. And that that was really just an attempt to appease the farming community before the election because they knew all the time what they were going to do. Yes. Um, the, the thing about it is, and this is where Damien is right, is that it will take some time to work through because, you know, the animals are born, um, they're bred up to a certain age where they can be sold. And, and yep. you know, that's a year, a year and a half, two-year process. Yes. Um, so, you know, people have signed contracts already uh, that stock's been uh, reared for the purpose of going overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's why I think his time frame is about right because, uh, you know, the, there are those contractual arrangements that are in place. So I think they were a bit tough on him with that, but I think he should have been honest with the public about where the government wanted to go uh, last year instead of what they did do. Yeah, fair enough too. And uh, I know a lot of people... Uh you know, feel strongly about the livestock there, so it's uh, one of those things that has to uh, come to an end by the sounds of it. Um, yeah, well, there's always going to be, like, a, there, there needs to be a trade of some kind, okay, mm. because, um, you know, like, you know, if we look at um, something like Wagyu, you know, which New Zealand has a very small number of genetic um, breeders of it, yep. and um, and it's one of the most highly sought after and high quality um, meat cuts around the world, you know? Yes. And if we don't have a trade, then we don't have the ability to create new industries going forward. Mm. And, um, yeah, we can say cut ourselves off from the rest of the world, but that doesn't work too well. And, uh, you know, so I think we've got to be careful too that, you know, we need to be able to um, have a trade that's, that's at a balanced level uh, that achieves government and, and countrywide purposes. Yep. You know, if you look at the sheep milk, for example, it's lauded around the Waikato as one of the future um, primary industries, right? Yeah. And um, that genetics or the sheep that they're using uh, aren't uh, born, you know, they're not, they're not New Zealand genetics, uh, they're, they're coming from, you know, France and, oh, right. and okay. places like that, because the sheep that are in New Zealand, it's not like you're starting to milk a New Zealand sheep. These are completely different genetic sheep that um, uh, have the ability to milk because in the past we've grown sheep for wool and yes. for meat. And so these are a different genetic breed, effectively, and um, the East Frisian, I think it is, sheep breed. And so, um, so you know, if, if we cut off ourselves from the rest of the world, you know... Um, you know, just say something like that, mm. wanted to take off in the future and, and they actually wanted to import sheep for that. You know, a lot of the genetics coming in are through semen and through embryos and things yep. like that, but just say they wanted to bring in sheep for that, um, then we should be able to do that, you know, and that would be in the best interest of New Zealand going forward, you know. So um, if, we, if we're dogmatic in our stance around this, I think we can actually cut off our opportunities uh, in some of those lucrative future industries as well. Yeah, yeah, big one. Uh, seeing the news there, the housing is still a big problem, of course, but now we've got a timber problem as well, by the sounds of it. Yeah, bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we grow so many trees. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Timber. 
But it just shows that the processing costs are so high. Um, you know, it's very difficult for people to actually, um, you know, do that in New Zealand. You know? yeah. and, and as part of that, oh, we like to think of ourselves as clean and green, but effectively those logs are getting sent to China. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a bit like the, the live exports of animals. You know, once they get there, we don't know what happens with them. But, you know, we're, we're, when it comes to the water here, Yes. Uh, nobody wants to have a, a major wood plant in the area because they think it's got environmental concerns and all those things. When actually, you know, we're just exporting the problem sometimes. And yeah. so, um, you know, the, the, the thing is that we need to actually have um, those wood processing industries. They provide jobs, they provide opportunities for our communities, mm-hmm. um, and they actually provide ne- necessary resources that we need. So, Absolutely. Um, we can't be holier than now and think, oh, if we just grow these things and then export them, um, then we're fine. You know, the reality is that, that you know, yep. everything in the world has a degree of, um, you know, um, industrial process Surely. to it. Yep. And um, if we don't have those industrial processes here, we're at a, at a weak point. Well, there you go. It's one of those things there, and uh, we do need housing, and uh, we need it in a big way pretty quick. I think the government has given some cash incentive to the Hamilton Council to uh, get on with the job. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen too much cash going. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm not quite sure if they've got a cash incentive. Uh, I think they announced some big plan, but uh, yep. it's not really happening, I don't, I don't think. Um, and Hamilton it probably won't happen either because the boundaries of Hamilton are so small. Sure. Um, if the government actually wants to do something, it needs to increase the boundary, and you've got all that land between the expressway and the river mm. um, up the north of Hamilton that's still in Waikato District Council. Yep. Um, due to come into Hamilton about 10 or 15 years' time, uh, that needs to come into Hamilton now if you really yeah. want to give Hamilton yeah. the opportunity to grow. I talk to the councillors on a program uh, each week and uh, most of them are saying the same thing. We need to extend our boundaries because we can't go any further, really. Sort of yeah. yeah, and government can do that. It can go to tell Waikato. And at the moment, Waikato District is saying no to Hamilton and saying, we need pay for it and we'll give it <laughs> yeah, to you, yeah. which they got them over a rock and a barrel. So, mm. um, uh, but, um, you know, government could actually just go out there to Waikato and say, no, just don't be... Don't be like that, you know. <laughs> um, give that to Hamilton, and Hamilton can grow. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything else you want to pick up on uh, while I've got you on here, David? No, no, that'd be cool, mate. But um, just I'd have a good week ahead, and yeah, yeah, hope so. The yeah, weather we'll forecast, next week. weather oh, forecast, not so good. Public holidays, no? yes. Yeah. The next week's uh, the uh, public holiday for Anzac Day, which falls on yeah. Sunday. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll be having a program. If no. we are, I'll give you a phone call. But yeah, I, I no, that'd think be awesome. But most, um, most people if will. anyone can get out there and support our veterans next weekend, then that would be great. Um, yep. you know, it's a big family occasion for a lot of people to be able to remember yep. um, the history and and their ancestors. So, um, and they'll actually to support those veterans out there now. So. Yeah, if you can get a long Anzac Day next weekend, go for it. That's for real. Okay, all the very best, David, and uh, okay, I'll let no you know worries, if we are going to be on here, but I don't think so, okay. and uh, we'll probably catch you in a fortnight. Sounds good, mate. Okay. Yeah, take care, mate. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.